This is Sigma Duocast, hosted by Rick and Nate. We talk about a variety of entertainment stuff, but mainly just BS of life in our 30s. Enjoy the show. Yes, yes, y'all. And we don't stop. We back, bro. Yes, yes, (laughs) y'all. My man. How the fuck have you been, sir? Ah, bro. I've been I feel like Forrest Gump, dude. Just I was running. Not literally, but I felt like all I've been doing is back and forth. How is your first week of your new job, my man? I'm exhausted. It was a it's good though. Like it's it's a lot of new shit to learn. You know, after twelve and a half years of doing the same shit over and over, trying to learn something new. But, you know, I'm only technically five days in, so I'll get there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very happy for you, man. It's going to be super exciting. Yes, sir. You know? Oh, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my chair. I should have. feel like I'm too low. Forgot to take the dildo off. No, nah, man, but um, I'm happy for you. Yeah, no, I've... Uh, wrapped up um this is my third i wrapped up two weeks this is gonna be this is going into my third week final week of training after this week i'm going to my official home store a little bummed out a little sad because uh i've definitely built some really good rapport with some of the people that i'm working with they're mm-hmm. uh special people man they're they're super fucking awesome super um welcoming and uh uh i just i honestly i couldn't have had a better uh trainer uh, that's you know showing me the ropes and uh, and then a lot of the other peers and and uh, people like that. It's just been uh, it's been amazing, man. I, I've it's, I, it's I am, nice I am gonna. You know what's funny? I'm gonna be a little more bummed out leaving these group of people than like game the GameStop, my previous job. Damn, that says a lot. Yeah, like the, 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 in two weeks, these guys have made such a amazing impression on me and. And they're just really good people that, and don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot of good people at GameStop, but I'm just, what what I'm saying is, like, my last day, my last week or day with, with GameStop after 14 fucking years, uh, it was anticlimactic. Like, you had a special send-off, but for me, it was just kind of like, just because you know because i had just changed out. stores yeah. and you know i haven't really built time with the people there you know if it was mm-hmm. like my previous team i'm sure i would have had that like whole grand finale type of thing but um but no nah, man like i'm I, and i wasn't that bummed to leave that was the weird thing like i was just like okay cool like i'm out granted that was the week of my surgery so my mind yeah. was kind of elsewhere but and also you were ready for it yeah, and I was yeah. well, I was well, I was just well ready for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been I was ready for over like a year to get the fuck out of get out of Dodge, but uh, no man, it's just weird because I feel really like um, what do you call it? These people that I got to work with these last two, well, officially it'll be three weeks. Um, I, I'm gonna miss them. I, I really am. Like, yeah. there's some really good people, so I'm definitely gonna it's always, try it's, to keep in touch. Yeah, I was gonna say it's always nice when you have you know great trainers, and you know there are. They're thorough and, you know, they want you to succeed. Like you can, you can tell sometimes you'll get a trainer depending on you know where you work, but sometimes it's just like, oh, this is how we do it. And go ahead. Yeah, no, this, um, um, my trainer, he's, uh, he's, he's a solid dude. He, um, 
he knows a lot of his job and uh and not just his like area but all the areas and uh yeah. it's 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 awesome to work with someone like that because they're not only are they you know doing their best to teach me and me doing my best to fucking learn mm-hmm. but um the the field that I'm the subject that I'm there for but you're sprinkling like a good amount of all the other fields and it's fantastic. So I hope with you, I mean, you're, you got what, like a eight week training, eight week training. Yeah. So I'm going into my second week. Uh, my work weeks are Monday through Sunday, which is kind of weird to me because I've been used to, you know, Sunday to Saturday. Oh shit. So, you know, st- technically my work week starts on Monday when everyone else starts on Sunday. Yeah. So technically Sundays, if I'm like today was my day off. So yesterday was my Friday. Ah, gotcha. So it's like weird, you know? But yeah, like, you know, kind of with you, you know, my trainer, you know, she's wonderful. She's, she's very thorough. She's, you know, super energetic and understanding. And she's like, no, you're going to get this. Like, it's fine. Like, you got this, you know? Just, honestly, she, I think she's probably at least at least 10 years younger than I am. But, you know, she, she's great. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm technically the first person she's trained. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you're you're the first feather for her. Yeah. So you know, it's it's yeah, like you said, it's gonna be a, a nice feather in her cap. You know, if I succeed, it's partly because of her. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's just. It's just such a such a great feeling to be you know elsewhere and and the pace. Like, oh my god, dude, the the pace where I'm at. It's so fucking fast paced. Like, I swear, absolutely. dude. It's. I, I feel like. If I can make some adjustments in some of my eating habits, I guarantee to you, I can lose 50 pounds in like a month. Bro, so <laughs> talking about eating habits, so I weighed myself today. And from the last time I weighed myself. Which was fucking high, bro, when you told me. Yeah, yeah. Not to put so, you on blast. No, 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 but. no. It was. It was. It was. And, you know. It, I would not have guessed was, that. It was. You, just, you would have fooled real quick. You would have fooled. Like, you remember, and I don't know if you've ever been to. Uh, when it was Paramount's Great America, but they had those little like things like guess my way to the little like kiosk yeah. of game, and they're like, "Oh, you're this much," and then you get on the scale, and you're like, "Ha ha, jokes on you, I'm a fat ass bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Give me my plushie. Give me my plushie. No, no, yeah, but you know when I when I told you what I was, and, and from from that, I'm down exactly ten. No shit. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so, and just like you, like. Other than the in, what's in this drink, which is phenomenal, by the way, he added uh, cherry limeade, Jose Cuervo. Oh, dude, I made a special tonight. Right. Oh, what happened to your camera? I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what? Hold on. Technical difficulty, guys. We're not live, but I am recording, so give me one sec while I try to fix this. There I am. I think yours has that delay, too. Yeah. 30 minutes. Sounds about right. Just kind but of a bummer. We got to figure. I don't know, we're still figuring out technology, but yeah. anyways, uh, you were saying you were 30, uh, ten pounds down. You've been uh, your eating habits are different. Yeah. So other than you know what's in this drink, I completely cut out energy drinks. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right. We were talking about the drink I made. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. talk about that right now. Go ahead. Yeah. So and uh, you know I feel great actually. I've, I've been doing a lot more water. <laughs> I've kind of technically been only eating once a day. That's not healthy though. Man. I know it's not healthy. But, you know, from as fast-paced as it is at, at work, like, I'm not hungry. And I'm okay mm, with that. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I just make sure I'm staying hydrated so I don't pass out. But, you know, but when I do eat, you know, I don't eat as much. 
Gotcha. Yeah, you know, no, I've and, got I've gotten to the point where like my lunches, like I've been reducing them to where it's like something. It's it's enough food to because you know I don't eat in the morning. The best I have is like like a cracker or some shit. Yeah, and we're then, not really breakfast people. Excuse me. And then I drink like you know a thing of water and maybe something else. But for the most part, you know, it's I don't really have a breakfast. And um, when in lunch, you know, I'm like by that time my stomach's like, mm-hmm. and you're just like, shut up, straight Jabba. Yep, straight dude. And uh, I, uh, you know, I try to get something where it's like enough food where it pleases me, but it's not a lot to where it's like it's gonna make me fucking tired and yeah. you know whatever the case may be. So. I've been trying to limit a lot of that because before I do like my last couple of weeks at GameStop, man, I got spoiled, bro. Like over there uh, in Tracy, that location or so much food. Like I had, I like never eat like Chipotle. It's like one of those special occasion type of things, you know? And dude, I was having like Chipotle like every other day. I was like, give me a fucking big ass burrito. Give me Go get some Subway sandwiches. Double tortilla. Some Chinese food like towards the end. Bitch, you know, I want the guac. Uh, hell yeah. So now I got to, now I'm just like, yeah, like a chicken sandwich. That's it. Not for McDonald's, KFC. A slightly healthier slightly just a little bit only because it has 21 herbs and spices or however the fuck many they put in there. but yeah um but yeah so we're doing pretty good so um what today's episode man we're gonna talk about some uh i hope everyone's watched justice league i know it's four hours long it came out on thursday on hbo max um in some theaters if you were in the area and then uh other territories that didn't have streaming they actually got a um i don't know if it already released or if it's going to but a blu-ray edition uh hopefully we get in the states because i want to actually own this movie so we're going to talk about justice league so hopefully you guys watch it um i kind of want to you know you'll get our uh, we got some i got at least a few bold statements to say about it we'll see what nate nate finally got to see it today um and then we'll uh we'll do a quick little thing about resident evil because it's today's the 25th anniversary uh march 22nd 1996 in japan resident evil released now officially an antique yep 25 bro holy shit there's so much other shit going on right now like uh like nintendo was it mario's like 30 or 35 same thing with zelda and metroid like kinds of anniversaries but um and then uh but yeah but first before we go any further i kind of wanted to uh make sure you know sigma duo cast does its due diligence and um you know um we want to get a little bit serious real quick and is about um some recent uh, recent events that happened in our world um as you guys know i want to say it was probably and if you didn't know you will now but most people should know by now uh, what was it about two weeks ago? There was a pretty uh, uh, killing in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, at uh, some guy. I think it was last week. Something like that, man. But he went out and killed. Um, what was it like ten? Eight, I think eight, eight, eight people. And uh, and they were from uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? South uh, East and Southeast Asia, uh, Asian descent, um, and. Um, yeah, you know, so there was it was very tragic, and as always, you know, words matter. Um, I don't know if you saw the the little press with the sheriff. You know, he he just yeah, what he said. How he was just having a bad day. Yeah, like that's bullshit, dude. That's that, absolutely bullshit. That was, and you know, I, you know, you and I, we don't like to race bait any bullshit like that. But it's just it just doesn't help when it's a white dude who does the killings and then a white cop and then they say shit like that. But if it was any other fucking Latino, fucking African-American, fucking an Asian person, fucking anybody, you know, they would say some fucking ignorant shit to go along with it. They would find something to 
Yeah. Make them sound like a complete you know, just for them villain. it's like it's more compassion, like, oh, we gotta find out how we failed this person. Like fuck that. You you did nothing. This guy's a fucking lunatic and a piece of shit. Absolutely. You know, like that's it. End of fucking story. You know, and you know, I don't know if I've ever said my stance on the show. I mean, we're this is uh, oh, I didn't even get to do this, but this is episode thirty. No, twenty nine. No, is it no, thirty? Thirty. We're fuck. God damn. Okay. So episode thirty. So I don't know if people if I stance, but my my stance has always been this. You know, I, I I'm all for the death penalty, right? My my whole logic, you know, it's it's elementary. Treat people the way you want to be treated. That's mm-hmm. how I that's how I operate. Always operate, no matter what, no matter the situation. Uh, treat people with respect and um. My thing when it comes to death, if you take someone's life, literally take someone's life, murder, um, not necessarily accident. I mean, that's kind of a little bit of a you know, that falls under manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's a little bit of a gray area, I would say. Unfortunately, first degree murder, second degree, first degree premeditated. You know, the whole fucking in here. Like my thing is, if you take someone's life, you automatically forfeit your life. Yeah, you don't deserve to have yours. You know, I, I don't care if that sounds barbaric, but that's I'm. It's like it's like that old school thing, whether it was true or not. You know, you steal something, they chop your fucking hands off. You know, I'm I'm shit. I'm at the point where it's like, look. Chop, chopping a hand off is pretty extent, but I'm at the point like, hey, if you get caught stealing and it hits a certain amount, you lose one of your fucking fingers. That's <laughs> on you. You know what I'm saying? Like you take you, the finger. You made that choice. Uh-huh. You take the finger and boom. Because you know what it is? It's it's the repercussions of things. It's it's a fucking it's a joke. People can get away with a lot of shit and there's no there's no like severe consequence anymore. You know, people can kill other people. People can beat people up. People can steal people. People can rape people. The whole nine yards. And what do you get? Uh, Life maybe. in prison. Life in prison. Okay. So I get a room. I get a fucking three course meal every throughout the fucking thing. I get fucking, you know, you might get beat up and fucked by some dudes. That's about it. That's like the worst thing. And who knows? Maybe you turned out you fucking, hey, I'm all into it. But then you get education and classes and all this shit. Like mm-hmm. you're taken care of, you know, and I understand. I understand the arguments like, well, you know. Because there's people who don't know, like, especially recently, the news, you know, you've seen a lot of cases, at least in the last couple of months, where it's like, you know, this person's been in jail for X amount of years, and then they find out that, you know, they were innocent the entire time. And I get that. What, what I'm saying is, is the definitive, clearest fucking day you took somebody's life, you murdered them. For example, this motherfucker that killed eight, eight people. Mm-hmm. We know he did it. We saw the tape. Let's take that motherfucker in the back and you choose your style. Put an injection, shock the motherfucker, hang the motherfucker, shoot the motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. He's done. He forfeit his life. Yep. Like, that's how I see it. Like, yeah. whether, you, whether you agree with me or not, hey, to, I, to, I each, their, agree. to each their own opinion, um, but that's just how I feel about it. That's how I always see it. Like, you got eye for an eye, man. And, and it, as barbaric as it sounds, I don't fucking care. You know, people, people need to learn consequence. Otherwise we're going to have these issues over and over and over. I mean, the motherfucker that killed, uh, uh, did the shooting of the dark night, you know, at the, at the Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Motherfucker's alive. He's in prison. Chillaxing. Practicing. Fuck that, dude. I don't give a fuck if he was insane or whatever. No, you killed the motherfucker. You're done. Game motherfucking over. Sorry if I cuss a lot now. I just get very passionate. You know what I mean? And I, I, it's just one of those things that really pisses me off. So yeah. sorry if I, if I was a lot of vulgarity. Fuck it. I don't care. But anyways, this is very tragic. You know, we pray for the people, um, the families that were involved in this incident. Um, you know, 
the thing's been going online. Everybody's been doing it. Like, you know, I stand with Asian, Asian people. And understand, too, Asian people, don't be racist. Don't be ignorant. When we say Asian people, we're not talking about just Chinese people, Korean, or Japanese. You know, it's fucking all of Asia. Yeah, you the know? continent of Asia. Asia, exactly. You know, you have, if you ever, if you don't know what exactly falls in Asia, do yourself a favor since everyone's connected with the internet. Go to fucking social media and just look up Asia and you'll realize how big of a fucking continent that part of it, because there's still Europe that's still attached to it technically. So I don't know what the full continent is, but um, as far as the territory of Asia, there's so fucking much. Um, it goes all the way from, uh, well, the whole Europe, uh, what do we see here? India is part of Asia. Yeah, India is part of Asia. I'm sorry, my fucking computer here is not... A lot of little borders here and there, but I was trying to get you like a detailed. But anyways, it's like Russia, uh, Korea, North and South, Japan, Taiwan, India, um, obviously, yeah, China. You know, there's a lot of fucking countries there, yeah. so all those people fall into play. So, you know, there's there's no room for hate, man. There really isn't. I mean, if you got a problem with somebody, that's a you problem. Figure out your own shit. You know, I stand with with all people, all walks of life. Whether you're whatever ethnicity, whatever color, you know, I support everybody, uh, whatever your choice of what you identify as or who you fucking just love, whatever the case. Hey, man, I'm on your side all the way through and through. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no room for this hate stuff. I mean, I mean, I want to go to fucking Japan. I want to learn the language. I want to go there. You know, I love, um, you know, the Japanese people, um, the culture, the culture and all that. And, and everyone, everyone, like everyone in the world. I mean, I. You know, we could have emotions and shit like that, but I mean, peace is easy. Peace is easy. It's just people just want fucking control. People want power and, you know, and if people want that, then that's how it is. And it all ties back to what I said. People can't be held accountable for their bullshit. You know, um, if people do some shit, they're going to get away with it and they want to keep doing more. And um, yeah, you know, until there's severe consequence, you know, we won't ever learn. We yeah. won't ever learn. So in the meantime, just do your part. Be be fucking nice to everyone. Treat people the way you want to be treated. As simple as that. Mind your own business. Um, or if you're going to be involved with other people, respect who they are, what they are, what they're all about, what they believe in, their religion, their you know ethnicity, their color, their sexual preference, what they identify, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Just hey, yeah, unless peace. unless they're fucking with you specifically, then that's a different story. Yep. But peace is all inclusive. Oh yeah, man drives me crazy but anyways we just wanted to do a little quick thing about that you know our piece and uh you know we stand with everyone um no matter who and uh and yeah so anyways let's transition resident evil my man uh 25th anniversary resident evil i'm fucking super pumped man it's crazy how long i first got into this franchise i had just gotten my playstation for my birthday i believe maybe christmas no i think it was my birthday or my birthday is really close to christmas or whatever yeah it is and um all i had was a demo disc that came with it played nonstop. and then my cousin james came to my house one day he's like oh play this first resident evil game didn't know what i was doing fucking dogs break through the goddamn window in the hallway scared the shit out of me i don't want to play it ever again i was like nope (laughs) fuck this noise turned it off them dogs is dangerous but i got a game shark uh, once I got that game shark, so I was scared. Cheat codes. Oop, infinite life, all the fucking ammo, the rocket launcher. And ever since then, I've been playing Resident Evil like there's no motherfucking tomorrow, dude. That's how I do it. But 
but yeah, no. And then my Resident Evil 2 came out and it was pretty cool. I remember back then Resident Evil 2 released. Uh, I think my cousin James bought that game as well. You know, I was a kid. I didn't really have money to buy it. And uh, I remember in the back of the manual, it's like, oh, you know, let's, uh, cut this piece off and mail it in so you can uh, win a chance to be an extra in the Resident Evil movie that didn't come out years, years, years yeah. later. I remember when I saw I was like, fuck, they're going to make a Resident Evil movie? Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I remember my brother was fucking, my older brother, he was fucking hardcore into that fucking game. Would always go to my cousin's house and just play it. He fucking beat it. Did the scenario to like. That game, Resident Evil 2, was just like a fucking masterpiece. But Resident Evil, the first one, was my favorite one to this day. Um, uh, they did a director's cut, added a few things. But the big thing is when they did the uh, GameCube remake. Oh, my fucking God, bro. They added so much lore to the game. The, the, the fucking graphics on the GameCube. It, it was They took that shit to the next fucking level for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. So I'm super excited. Uh, but what I really wanted to dive in, I, I got mad, bro. I got fucking mad this morning. Why were you mad? I got mad because um, some information about the reboot Resident Evil movie came out. Right. Now, as we all know, there's the Resident Evil by Paul Davis Anderson with Mila Jakovic. Paul right? Wiesuck Anderson, yeah. Yeah, that, those fucking movies. Like, the first one was cool, and then after that, and even then it was, like, still borderline. Like, uh, but after that, it was just, like, like worse than Michael Bay. Yeah, the, the, fir- the reason the first movie gets a pass because the, the budget on that was so low and the fact that you still enjoyed it, it was like, okay, You're like, I understand. But after that, after it became a quote-unquote franchise, oh, well, it was that, but then it was also they made the Mia character, they made her so godlike, and, I, and she was just not, you know, I wanted the games. Right. You can retell, like his thing was, you can't retell the games. You can't make a movie out of the Bullshit. game. Bullshit. I'm like, bro, yes, you fucking can. You just got to know how to do it. You got to be smart. You can take, you can make adaptations. I mean, look at all these other properties like, well, now Marvel and Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. You know, you can make your own shit out of these properties and then put your own twist to it. You know, it doesn't have to follow it to the, to the letter. Um, so you did pretty bad. So remember when uh, a while back, not too long ago, last year, uh, you know, I really wanted a Resident Evil movie done right. So I started writing one. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I got the first act done. I let you and your wife, you guys read my uh, script slash story of the first act. Yeah. Um, I had concept for act two, act three, uh, and I had it to where I broke it down into essentially um, – three movies but then two more so it'd literally be a five-part film to really bring everything home Mm -hmm. and um do you remember i don't know if i had this conversation with you or or, or if it was with your wife um but do you remember what i said about raccoon city itself like my take on it like what was what a critical thing about it it's a city <laughs> you know, yeah. I think this conversation was more with your wife. I, yeah, because she's she's a Resident Evil buff. So yes, so I was just kind of in the background listening, like uh huh, uh huh, yeah, oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> That's right. That one night when we were discussing it and everything. Yeah. So my biggest thing with with Resident Evil, like the story that I was writing, the, the 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 script was, you know, I have the first film and I wanted to really retell the first game, but I had a lot more. I wanted to build the characters not just jill not just chris redfield um as well as wesker and um 
all, all of stars uh bravo and alpha team but then also some sub characters like in the in the city you know you had the um Oh my God, I can't even think of his name. Kendo, I believe the gun owner, the gun shop owner, the mayor. Um, and then really dive into the back history of Resident Evil with the uh, original people like Oswald Spencer specifically and then some of his yeah. uh, other people that started off. But one of the biggest things, and this is this is what I was alluding to, I said the biggest things though is, is Raccoon City itself. There's a whole purpose for Raccoon City. The, 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 the city wasn't selected because of... Um, at least, and again, remember, this is my story, guys, that I, I now I will say I was obviously inspired by the games, by extra lore, the books, um, the, uh, books by um, Jane Austen. <laughs> no. Oh, God, I can't think of her. I can't think of the name of the of the author that did the books. But anyways, you know, my my whole take was the reason why Raccoon City was selected was because um, I was taking the stance that the plant that started the virus that was found in Africa from Resident Evil 5 game, um, there was, Oswald wanted to make his own personal lab and he wanted to create, uh, continue his thing, but on his side because his objective was to live forever. He wanted to become a superhuman. Mm-hmm. That was his whole thing on the progenitor virus, I believe it was called, or plant. And so he wanted to find the properties and fine tune it so he can become a super being that was his ultimate object uh, uh goal become immortal immortal mm-hmm. and so with that he brought in scientists like wesker um like um jesus christ and uh birkin uh you know people like that and they started finding ways well hold on you know birkin kind of wanted to do the same thing he was like on oswald's thing but he had his each one had their own agenda wesker was the one that said wait 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 we can make biological warfare weapons here yeah and so that's where he started to branch off and do bio weapons because he was a scientist as well so you had all these conflictions going on um but basically the way he was able to do that is that he had to find the, the plant only grew in certain soil so in resident evil 5 you find out that the plant was growing in this like ancient fucking temple type of thing and um the only soil that uh, Spencer was able to find outside of Africa was Raccoon uh, in Raccoon City on the outskirts of Raccoon City in the Raccoon uh, Forest. There was a cave, and in that cave, he was able to, the plant was able to sustain. It was able to grow. So, that being said, he built a mansion on top of this cave, and within the cave, he ended up building a laboratory, which was a hidden laboratory for himself. Mm-hmm. Now, because he was one of the owners of uh, Umbrella, the pharmaceutical company, he had to kind of find a way to be there, but then also, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, not draw suspicions. Right. So he partners with the raccoon city, which was like a, you know, your basic little run of the mill type of town. And he starts to bring him like a hospital and makes the head, like a headquarters, you know, builds the lab underneath. Raccoon yeah. Created city. a sponsor. So he created them. And with, you know, bribery and manipulation of like the mayor and other people, raccoon city grew. So, Essentially, Raccoon City became not, it wasn't just a setting, it was a character. It was a driving uh, force for the narrative for everything to happen. And right. we know the, you know, if you play the games, you know how Raccoon City, Raccoon is a normal city and they're prospering and then shit goes hayward, the virus breaks out, everyone goes crazy, and then they fucking nuke the place. They actually drop the first nuke on American soil, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what happens in the games. And then Raccoon City is erased from History. existence. Mm-hmm. But my big thing was like, so that's Raccoon City. So the new movie, why the reason I tell you all this shit <laughs> is because the new movie is officially called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. 
which already kind of pisses me off. It should just, just Resident Evil Raccoon City. That's all you got to do. Yeah. What what the fuck the welcome to? But anyways, what made me mad. I think they did it because they didn't want people to get confused with that game. The Operation Raccoon City. No. Nobody plays that game anyways. We did. We did. So. <laughs> we ain't nobody. We ain't nobody. So, but the thing that made me mad. This morning I was reading some articles. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, this director, this guy who's doing the fucking thing, who whatever, uh, you know, he's saying, yeah, Raccoon City is 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 actually a character. It's an important character that we need. And I'm sitting there going like, motherfucker. motherfucker. Like, this is what I've been saying. So part of me is excited because finally we have a person, a director that's understanding what I'm feeling. Now, I'm still cautious because this motherfucker is trying to blend Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 into one film in most likely under two hours, which I think is ridiculous because I had it where I can make a full two-hour movie of the first film, establish Raccoon, establish the characters, and then make a two-part piece of uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 where it blends both Resident Evil 3, the game, and Resident Evil 2. Blending 1 to 2, it's not really doable because... That basically tells me either he's redoing the entire story or he's going to basically try and cram the first game story, which is very important. And there's a lot of information, a lot of world yeah. building in like maybe 30 minutes. He's going to Joss weed in that shit. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope so. Not. I don't know. Like, I, I'm very I, I don't know, man. It's I don't know if he's saying that Resident Evil is an important character Raccoon or the Raccoon City, excuse me, is an important character. I kind of hope he, we get more of. Resident Evil 1, and then they just kind of dabble in just a little sprinkle of 2, if they're going to do it that way. Yeah, because we don't know the capacity of these characters. I mean, Chris, uh, Jill, Albert, Birkin, Claire, Leon, you know, the big guys, villains and good guys, they're all cast in this movie, but we don't know how much screen time they have or if they're just in there for a quick second and then that's it, alluding to, like, it's going to continue... And the sequel, kind of like how, and we'll talk definitely a lot more about it in a little bit, but kind of like, like Justice League, there's a lot of things that are established. Obviously, there was an intent to be a part two, part three, but, yeah, you know, we won't be able to, who knows, and we'll talk about more in a little bit, but, so I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it, absolutely, but I don't know, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like I was going to be able to write a script and then it become a fucking masterpiece and somehow Hollywood picked it up and then. You never know, dude. Film, you you know? never know. I mean, how many times have has a, a a franchise got reboot? You know, true. So, like, if this totally shits the bed, you just finish yours up and be like, "Hey, <laughs> you can't do that with." Something. I can't, bro. <laughs> I can't, dude. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm not Mexican enough. Even oh, though I'm fifty well, percent. Well, well, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. you're more Navajo, bro. <laughs> Napaho. Napaho. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, again, we haven't seen it. It's supposed to come out September. We haven't even seen a trailer. We just got the fucking title. The hey, movie. summer's right around the corner, bro. We already hit the first day of spring, so Sawaskate, however you do it. Six months away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking do it. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, no, Um, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But I was really, I was, I was mad, but I was happy at the same time because I'm like, finally someone... Who gets it? Who right. gets it? It's it's Raccoon City is very fucking important to Resident Evil. It's very alive and it yeah. plays a huge pivotal role in the the series. You know, it's the ultimate foundation to the series. Yeah, and like I said, my, my, the way I was writing it, my version of the story, I had a which was, was very well written. So thank you. I, uh, you know, 
to kind of you know, talk about that, you know, when I got the opportunity to read this, I was so involved in the script and the portion that he wrote, I was craving more immediately after. That's how well written it was. I was like, dude, like, when the fuck are you going to finish this? <laughs> you know, I was going to be like Brian or, or Stewie telling Brian, he's like, hey, are you still writing that novel? You still writing that novel? <laughs> you done with your novel? No, I, I wanna, I wanna finish it. Um, it's just crazy because the, so when I got into writing it, like, I was. I don't know what I think Resident Evil 2 game the remastered one came out and I just got sucked into the world like I was reading anything and everything I have like books I was replaying all the games and I was I mean I had a notebook you and were I was taking, heavily invested yeah. in Resident Evil at the time like anything and everything Resident Evil you were all about it you yeah. had to read the books you were playing all the games you you know any backstories you can find online dude yeah. like every time I talked to you it was Resident Evil yeah i was like damn bro and like what happened was it i wrote the first act took me a little bit of time but i got it down almost like obviously it's still in a rough draft so i, I would revise it because i got to finish the rest so i mm-hmm. can see where i'm at but um i had parts of act two and parts of act three but act two was really the start of because in my script act two was the beginning of when they actually entered the mansion so now i was literally it was funny i'll i'll, I'll and give you guys some insight i literally drew because if you play resident evil the game you you uh you either play as jill or chris you choose one so most people played jill as far as i can tell yeah so when you played as jill you 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 know they crash uh they try to go find bravo team that crashed in raccoon forest and then you uh your alpha team you go to find them and then you get attacked by sabres which are zombie dogs and um the what's remaining of the survivors, which is Albert Wesker, uh, Bar- uh, Barry Burton, Jill Valentine, and Chris Redfield. There's only four. They're all running towards a mansion. But uh, if you play as Jill, uh, Chris doesn't make it. So Barry, Albert, and or yeah, Barry, Wesker, and Jill enter the mansion. You don't hear Chris, or you don't know what happened to Chris. And then that's where it goes. So you kind of explore the mansion and find shit. And if you play as Chris, it's the same thing, but no jill right so what i my story because that never like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me you know how did one of them they're all together how did one of them fucking not make it so in my script gotta stop and tie their shoes or what right (laughs) so in my script all four of them make it to the mansion so at this point obviously we can't you know redo the game in terms of fucking going everywhere finding a a key with an armor in it so i can open it yeah you want to put some of those little elements in the in the script in the movie because you know you want to uh, do some fan service, so to speak. But yeah. you can't do that, really. So I had it to where I literally drew a fucking... I, I, I Photoshop, I, by hand, drew the the, the uh, layout of the fucking mansion. I used uh, Resident Evil Remake because it has a lot more uh, rooms and stuff like that. And I redrew everything, the, 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 the layout, the floor plan so to speak yeah. of the entire thing since you had a blueprint and i was literally tracking okay so if i'm going to split these guys up this is how they're going to split up these are where they're going to where they're going to go blah 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 uh, event happens here this person's no longer in the picture this person has to go they run into this character like i was literally like fucking drawing this shit out dude yeah, it, was crazy. Ma- it was like fucking home alone bro about it <laughs> <laughs> so and so I was in that phase, but then um, something happened 
where I got writer's block a little bit and then I put it down and then, you know, life kind of got involved. And then I think COVID actually happened. I think I was doing this before COVID, right? You were doing this before yeah. COVID. Yeah. So COVID kind of happened and then I just got distracted and then I just never had the motivation to go back and, and finish, but I have all my notes. I have everything um, still down. So uh, eventually I'll go back and wrap up back to wrap up back three and then I'll find a way to copyright it <laughs> and then uh, I would love to share it. Hey, if uh, what's his name? George R. R. Martin can, uh, is it George R. R. Martin? The one that didn't never finish the last book. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. If you can take a sweet ass time. So can you, yeah, but I'm not George R. R. Martin. I didn't make no, you're the Game of Thrones. Ricky R. R. Ricardo. I can't uh, wait for the. Oh, where, when the fuck did my burrito pop out of nowhere? You never, you didn't see your wife. No, drop I it off? did it. <laughs> Holy shit, fucking Casper! Uh, I guess I was just so focused on my speech. Yeah, you were like, I was deadlock in your eyes, bro. I was like, uh-huh. yes. um, deadlock. No, yeah, no. Uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be that's a good that's a good bring up you did there because um, we'll segue we'll use that as a segue. But um, yeah, Resident Evil, man. See how the movie goes. Well, every time you say segue, I can never. You think of those Paul Bart? <laughs> no, what? Absolutely not. Don't they use? Uh... Oh, they got to reset your cam, dude. Um. Uh, what was you want to Paul 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 Bart? No, no, no. This is little segue. I think it's easy, dude. He's like, you don't have to announce when you segue. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, so Resident Evil 25th anniversary. If you guys never played Resident Evil or anything, it's a really good franchise. If you like zombies, um, if you ever have the time to dig deep into the lore of Resident Evil, uh, I'll tell you right now, it's one of the most amazing zombie stories out there. It's my favorite by far in any media. Yeah. But um, you know what I'm actually do because I don't actually own all the games is I'm going to go and uh, check to don't. see if they're on sale. They should be on sale because they're celebrating the 25th, so. Oh yeah, you don't know all the games. No, I your was, wife there, has all of them. My my wife owns most of them. Yes, so actually, I think she owns all of them. She won't let you play with them, huh? No, those are hers. <laughs> she always tells Stay me, "Stay out of my room." What's what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Resident Evil twenty fifth, fantastic rhythm. So you mentioned uh, uh, Good Game old of George Thrones, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of helps us with our next topic because um, imagine if you're if you're a fan of if you are aware of Game of Thrones you would know it uh, they it really took off you know when HBO made their adaptation um, really good series on there and uh, obviously the books were out beforehand so there was fans of the books before anybody the true fans so to speak and then you got people who HBO came out and then all of a sudden they became fans uh, well as we all if you don't know and the fans would know is towards the end of this TV show, they, uh, they caught up to where they left off in the books. Cause Martin still has, I think two books left to read, to so, write. I don't know. Two or three. Probably. I don't remember. But anyways, uh, so HBO, the, uh, what do you call it? The creators of the HBO series, the producers, uh, yeah, whatever. They had to write their own shit. And as most people know, <laughs> they were like, fuck, most people know what they wrote was a fucking disaster the, the final season of of game of thrones was just horrendous I, it had some cool visuals and cool moments but overall story was just like what so 
we're waiting for the original guy to release his books and then we can finally see what he truly intent. And the reason I bring that up is because we're going to talk about Justice League. And with Justice League, uh, if you don't know, uh, Zack Snyder, he's a director. He did Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and then he pretty much filmed a good chunk, if not all, of Justice League. But uh, while I, I think he filmed it all because I think it was in post-production, very, very beginning of post-production, uh, he had a family, um, I'm not going to say accident, but uh, emergency where his daughter, Autumn, committed suicide. So, and when uh, Zack Snyder works, he works with his wife, Deborah. They, she's a producer. So they essentially both left the project. And so W uh, Warner Brothers said, hey, we need to finish this movie. And they brought in uh, Joss Whedon, who directed uh, uh, Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. And a lot of other shit, like Buffy, I think, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know, whatever, TV shows. Yeah. And so he went in there and fixed, and they were trying to make it... Uh, Oh, dude, your battery died already. Wow. So while Nate does that, um, you know, they tried to um, they tried to liven it up. They tried to uh, change the way to they, they saw the cut. They saw what Snyder was making and they thought it was too dark. Uh, you know, they didn't they, they just I don't know. They, they got involved. And so they told him, hey, we want you to kind of, you know, essentially make it better, so to speak. And so Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns was in a producer and he actually wrote a lot of comic book um, character stuff. You know, they went in there and they did a lot of rewrites and a lot of reshoots. Now, the thing is, is that they essentially reshot a lot of the same scenes, but a lot of the dialogue was different and it was extremely critical. But the reason why they did the reshoots was to essentially, uh, trim down the story to where the store they could where they're able to trim it and then make it complete uh that was their whole uh that was their whole plan and so they took what was essentially you know a two-part movie because initially justice league was supposed to be uh part one and part two and then uh and so one of us didn't want that so they said no we want just one movie so joss Whedon went in there and they Together, they trimmed as much as they can to make it under the two-hour mark. For whatever fucking reason, the first time all these superheroes got together, they want to make it two hours. Um, they like, where's the fucking backstory? Exactly. So they trimmed as much as they can, and they reshot a lot of scenes with different, di- uh, same, almost same scenes, but with different dialogue. Um, so that way the story can make sense. Now, if you've seen the theatrical cut of, of Justice League, you know that was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Bl- just straight bluntly. Now, there were some good moments in the in in the movie. I'll give it that. There were some cool things here and there, some funny dialogue. But it wasn't it just felt different. It didn't really feel the what Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. And like I've said before, with Batman vs Superman, it has to be the ultimate cut. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but So anyways, uh after that, people wanted the uh, fans wanted to see the true version of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And they um, petition, 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 and it just kind of went crazy. And eventually, somehow, you know, it got picked up. 
you know, HBO Max picked it up. Uh, they got a budget. Uh, Zack Snyder got a budget of $70 million to essentially finish up the movie, fine-tune it, special effects. Um, he did do, he couldn't do any reshoots or anything or shoot anything new, but he did went ahead and shoot, shot some new stuff. And I'll tell you guys what exactly that was. Other than that, though, majority of the movie was intact. And again, it was intended to be a two-part movie. So therefore, by the way he cut it, he managed to make it a four-hour film. So it is really long. Um, but he did incorporate like uh, chapters or parts yeah. throughout the movie. You have a you have a prologue, then you have six chapters, then you have an epilogue. And what's cool is that when you watch it on HBO Max, if you fast forward, you'll see little bubbles on the fast forward, so yep. it can kind of let you know this is where a part is. That's where a part mm-hmm. is. So if you need to take a pee break, uh, yeah, or, or you just grab like some snacks, or I want to watch just the first two hours, and then tomorrow I'll watch the rest of it or some yeah. bullshit. You're able to, yeah, you're able to do all that. Which I appreciate. I appreciate that for sure. So. Um, so yeah, so we're actually so we actually got to see somehow, you know, two years, three years later, we got the official version of Justice League as intended from with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, before I get too nerd out or anything, Nate, you finally saw it today. I know you're not like that big of a DC fan. I'm not the biggest DC fan, but let yeah. alone the movies. But what, yeah. what 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 uh, what's what's your take? What's your opinion on it? So I I woke up this morning about six a.m. and I was like damn like my day off i know up at 6 a.m fuck it kind of laid in bed i was like you know what let me knock out some of this movie because four hours is a long fucking time so i laid in bed and was kind of just chilling i started watching it and i got hooked and i was like okay like i see what everyone was raving about right like i i was like man like this is really well done i enjoyed uh, most of what i saw and i cut it off you know got ready got the kids ready and then um, when I got got back to the house, I, I, I was like, okay, you know, I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching Justice League. So put it on, and I was like, damn. Okay, there's so much more in what was shown in Zack Snyder's cut. And it's just like, dude, the first one doesn't even fucking exist. Like, that was just a, a total, utter piece of shit. Yeah, it shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even. No, be made. so I was I was going through and I was like, man, like, oh my, okay, so this explains that, like, oh, that's where this comes in, okay, man, like, we were totally fucking just robbed of everything, and you know, ultimately, once I finished, you know, and I was like, oh damn, like it's done, and then the epilogue came on, I was like, oh fuck, I totally forgot about this, <laughs> you know, character redesigns and shit like that. I was like, dude, like, so man, so I gotta tell you. I absolutely fucking love this movie. I've been putting on I I I um uh, I try to manage my expectation. You knew I was hyped. Like outside off oh, camera, off yeah. audio, I was fucking hyped. And so um yeah, when I finally got to see it, I, I waited to midnight on uh Wednesday night, technically Thursday. I watched the first two hours. I told myself I'm gonna watch just like the first half and I'll watch it tomorrow because the next day I was off. And uh I watched the first two hours. I paused it, went to the bathroom and I was sitting there and I was like, man, it's fucking like two in the morning. I was like, do I finish it or do I just finish it? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to finish it. So I sit down, I press play, about like 30 seconds play and then pow, fucking power goes out, dude. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> dude, what is with, what is with your area and the power? Dude? Hey dude, I need to start buying generators and shit because it happens a lot in this area. But yeah, the power went out. And I don't know when it came back. I just said, fuck it. I went to bed. And the next day I woke up, watched, I did that. And then All your I, clocks are flashing? Yeah. I watched the rest of it. And then at the end of the night, I watched it again with my wife. 
So I've already watched the movie like four or five times already mm-hmm. and since Thursday. So again, that's how, that tells you how much I love it. I, I love this movie. But this movie is, it, before we go into the actual Justice League, I, I, I want to talk about how, how unprecedented that the situation that arose from this and honestly the impact it's going to have in Hollywood and all that because it, it, I said it before when with Batman versus Superman if you watch the theatrical theatrical cut it's it's kind of shitty there's a lot of missing pieces and so when you watch the extended cut when they released it on Blu-ray um, they added like 30 minutes to the movie and it's amazing how much it made it you know it took a, a movie that was two hours and like 30 minutes 25 minutes to three hours but it's amazing how much 30 35 minutes what have you makes a fucking difference yeah it, 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 it the, story the story makes sense because you know batman vs superman was kind of a mess the, the the theater one but when you watch the extended cut like you understand that like that movie was all about lex luther how fucking genius he was and how yeah. he knew who batman and superman were mm-hmm. and how he just plotted everything for them to essentially fight and to eliminate you know and that's kind of you know which led Excuse me, which led to Justice League because his involvement is a little bit of plays a test to what kicked off with Justice League because in the theatrical you don't see him uh, still in Superman's ship where uh, he brought Doomsday to life, where he's literally sitting there uh, essentially speaking or communicating with Stephen Wolf because you first see Stephen Wolf in Batman vs Superman, but you don't see it in the theatrical cut. You see it in the extended cut. Yeah. You see him in there, in which they re-show that scene because when Justice League starts off, this is Zack Snyder's Justice League, it literally starts off from the end of Batman versus Superman yeah. when Batman got, or Superman got, uh, sacrificed essentially himself to kill Doomsday. And it was cool because essentially what awoke these mother boxes, you have the three mother boxes. In the theatrical, they just come out of nowhere and they're awake and Stephen Wolf looking goofy as a motherfucker comes Stephen. in. Steppenwolf comes and looking goofy as a motherfucker and he's like, oh, mother, the mother. And this guy was like, bro, like, yeah. bro, just take these you cubes. Your mother with that mouth. Take these cubes in the back and just fucking rub one out or uh-huh. something like that's how, between your cack and that's how it, that's how it, that's gross. And, <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> but dude, it was, it was just like, it was fucking annoying. Like what, what, like there was no conviction with any of the characters, especially him. And so when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, you learn that when Superman died, you know, he was yelling, they were showing the ripples, how it affected everything. And it essentially awoken the uh, mother boxes yeah. and let people know, kind of like how, um, uh, what was it? I think it was in Avengers, Marvel's Avengers, where uh, I think it was the post credit scene with Thanos. Yeah, that uh, one dude when uh, he showed, he's like, "Well, Earth has shown like that they're a fucking contender now, and they're like a threat, you know." And it was like, "Oh shit, okay." And that's how Thanos was like, "Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. I got some people to fuck with," you know. And that's kind of what happened with here when Superman was essentially laying out his last yells of death. Um, it was like announcing to the galaxy, like, "Yeah, there's a fucking the 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 the, the protector is done, so now they're vulnerable," you know, and. uh I thought it was just great. I thought it was fantastic. But going back before we go too deep into that, um, I, I, it's crazy how studios don't let move uh, directors, filmmakers create their vision. And so it shows They're super uh, limited. 
uh, it shows that like if you just let them do their fucking thing, and I understand it's a business, you know, you're putting millions and millions of dollars into something, you got and, a budget, and you want that return on investment, you know, all this bullshit. But I mean, if you're gonna, if, as long as the director, the the writer, and the director, they, they know what the fuck they're doing, and they're doing it for the right reasons. I mean, look at Paul Davis Anderson. They gave that motherfucker money for Resident Evil because he was making money. They let him pretty much do whatever the fuck he wanted as long as he was making money. And he was. Yeah. Overseas, you know, not really domestically, but overseas, these movies made a lot of fucking money. Kind of like Fast and the Furious. They don't make a lot domestically, but overseas, they make a lot of money. So like, hey, if you want to go to fucking Dubai on the fucking hundredth floor and have a fucking car jump from one building to the next building, do it because it's going to make money over there. Mm -hmm. They don't care. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But let these studios do their own thing. I mean, not studios. Let these uh, directors do their own fucking thing. Let them create the story. Like if you really look at Zack Snyder's films like Watchmen, you watch a theatrical and you're like, okay, this is all right. But then you watch his like fucking, and this guy makes long ass movies. But if you watch his like his three hour version or even the ultimate cut where it's like, I think three or four hours, it's like, holy shit, you know? And if you want a better example, if you're like, well, it's Zack Snyder. He's not that great. Okay. I'll give you another fucking person. Peter fucking Jackson. When you watch Lord of the Rings and then you watch the extended cuts, those extended cuts are the sh- like, I can't watch. I don't even watch the re- like regular what? It's either the extended cut or bust. Yeah. There's, there's no other Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movies. There's so many like plot holes and missing links yeah. and shit like that. They're like what? Wait, what? Like, well, how do we get here from here? Like, yeah. what happened? So it's like when you watch the studio what, happen is what happened. Exactly. If I'm going to watch a Lord of the Rings movie, it's got to be the extended. I can't watch the fucking theatrical. Like, why bother? You know, the hell with that. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, he makes these movies with so much more content and the studios holding back. And I mean, look, this this movie this whole scenario the situation it's gonna be people don't realize that it's gonna be fucking studied and it's gonna be observed on how you have a filmmaker that was making something and a studio got involved and said no we don't like what you've done so far bring in some other cat change shit and it fucking bombs in the box office and then they actually allowed this motherfucker to make his move finish it Mm -hmm. and it be successful Mm-hmm. Bro, it's this. This. This is something I'm very curious, and I and I can't wait to see what happens going yep. forward. But I mean, it's one of those things too that studios and there's studios that trust people out there. You know, like I'm sure, you know, James Cameron does his own fucking thing, and that's the thing. He made so much money, he makes his own studio. So it's like, if hey, you don't want to fucking you know distribute my movie fuck you i don't care i'm making my shit i'm making my own avatar i'm gonna make fucking 100 avatars before i die i don't care whether you like it or not as long as it makes money and i'm making what i want to make i don't i ain't gonna please nobody and that's a big thing movie makers shouldn't please nobody to an extent because Zack snyder pleased the fans but yeah think about it though he had all this already filmed yeah he filmed his vision had we trusted him beforehand same thing with Batman vs Superman. No, 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 not we, the studio. The stu- well, people too, because there's a lot of haters on Zack Snyder, and which that's what I'm going to dive into in a little bit. But you know, people just trust him. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if they would have just released the the, the extended the three hour, because you know at the time three hour movie in a in a movie theater, that's impossible. Here comes fucking Infinity War or Endgame. Endgame. It's, like, it's nothing. Nothing. I don't give a fuck. And you're just like really. I pissed in my popcorn bucket. <laughs> gross. That's gross. Can do your fucking soda. <laughs> no, because then I'd actually drink it. Oh, that's okay. But uh, 
But yeah, no, man. So anyway, so that's it's interesting. I think this whole situation is interesting. But now let's talk about the movie. I want to talk about the movie now. Um, so you started off with you know mentioning Steppenwolf and uh, Lex Luthor. I when when we were introduced to Steppenwolf in the you know Zack Snyder cut, I was like, oh my god, he looks infinitely like a million times better. Dude, he looks scary and ruthless. He looked absolutely just fucking full of hate and vengeance, dude. Like his armor. Oh god. I was like, uh, stay 65 feet that way. Don't lot, touch me. A lot of people were like kind of hating on his, like his face, how he looks. He looks different, but yeah, he's an alien, but I mean, it, I think it humanized him a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was times like when he's having his conversation with Desaad, um, where he's like, Hey, you know, I got the mother box. Like if I, if I do what I'm tasked, Am I, am I going to be able can to I come join, back home? Can I come back home and join him? And, and we're like, decided the whole time was just like low key saying, bro, you're a bitch. I don't care. I have no faith in you. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, 50,000 more see, planets to conquer. Yeah, exactly. You have like hella planets. And and you see like that quick, like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Like he's sad. And I was like, I, dude, I shit you not. Let me tell you. I, I watched it again uh, yesterday and you kind of feel for him. I feel right? bad for him, dude. Yeah. Like I actually felt bad for when they fucking when he gets fucked up by the Justice League, and then you know obviously you know he dies again. There's gonna be a lot of spoilers if you haven't seen it already. I don't think I've said that spoilers, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> after the first one. after the first one. But when he, well, I mean, we know he dies. Um, but when he yeah. dies, it's like I kind of felt bad. I'm like, man, why couldn't you just been nice, bro? This fucking close. Yeah. I felt fucking. Technically, he had it. He it, did it, just but to hold off the Flash with. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. <sighs> Fucking flash. But um dude, I felt bad for him. So so since we're on the topic of Steph uh, uh Steppenwolf, uh yeah, they did him a fucking great service. They 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 Absolutely. corrected him. He has conviction, he has purpose of what he's doing. Um everything was just well done. Like I like I said, I felt bad for the character. I understood why he was doing it. I I he had all they made him look better where he was intimidating ruthless as he should be mm-hmm. um but at the same time they showed a little bit of vulnerability to him which was interesting um where you don't get that in the other one, the other one he was just like i said earlier he kind of just threw him with, in and like who the fuck is he's that obsessed guy? with fucking mother boxes like yeah. mother 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 that's mother, all you heard from the fire you guy. mother um motherfucker <laughs> but uh, that's what he was gonna be to those boxes but uh but yeah i think he did a great job <laughs> it's my dick in a box <laughs> <laughs> That's all those things. Well done. Like. Well done. Um, and, you know, and then the other big thing was they brought in Darkseid, bro. Yes. Oh, my God. So you see Darkseid um, like many, 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 many years ago in a flashback scene where he's like fighting in, in the theatrical cut or we'll just say Whedon's cut. Uh, it was Steppenwolf, but we now know it was supposed to be um, Darkseid. Dark and so he's like super primitive. He's not, he's like early on. I mean, he gets fucked up yeah. because he's not ultimate being. He doesn't have that time of conquering and all this shit, Yeah, which I thought was great in terms of uh, character development. Cause you, you don't really see him a lot in this movie, but they do enough where they develop him and obviously prepare him for justice league two, justice league three, what have you. Yeah. Um, they did what Marvel did. But instead of just putting like a 30 second clip at the uh, during the credits at the end of every fucking they Avengers movie, the they film. literally just incorporated. It. And honestly, I think they did. a. I think DC or 
I don't even give him that much credit. Oh yeah, DC, but uh, I think Zack Snyder did a fucking great job in doing uh, yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, better than Marvel, on my in my personal opinion, yeah. as far as Thanos goes. Because really, with Thanos, we got Infinity War was his movie. It was his origin story. Yeah. So in this one is like what Snyder does best. He gives you the tidbits that you need, and then with the plan at, at some point to really expand on it, in which. There's more sequence like that that we'll talk about. But um but yeah, Dark Side's in there. Um we learned a little bit of his side, people like Desaad. Um and then I think it was I forgot the girl grandpa I forgot her name. I don't even want to remember. But anyways, you see a cool, uh, a decent amount of, of those two villains and, and their whole arc. And then a lot of the parademons, which looked a little bit more ruthless than they did in the in Weed and Yeah. But um but that was that was it there. So the villain side great job story's great now the heroes because this is where i want to talk about it so with superman I'll, I'll start with superman um and, and remember these move this movie was supposed to come out after technically we would have man of steel batman versus superman and then wonder woman and then justice league mm-hmm. so there was no aquaman movie so um, with superman i think they did a phenomenal job as far as establishing him obviously he dies in batman vs superman they bring him back in this one again if you've seen the weed and cut it's overall a lot of the main story is still the same just the how we get there is a lot different it's and lot better and explained and more in depth yeah so um bringing him back actually made a lot more sense now Mm -hmm. there's a lot more conviction there was a lot more heart there's a lot more purpose for it um when he's back uh they actually give him time to like recorporate and i'm gonna sprinkle this throughout this conversation is um the haters out there there's so many fucking people hating on this fucking movie and it pisses me off because they're just haters i don't i don't even know if they're marvel fans or just genuine haters but one of the complaints like i remember i read somewhere someone's like uh when superman when they're all doing their battle superman you know he finally comes to the senses and says hey i gotta go find out why they brought me back so you know you can't just go in his normal fucking uh well you normally wear your little hipster clothes bro you know he's wearing this fucking uh well what's that type of shirt called the, the flannel flannel can't fight in that so you had to go get his suit so what's cool is that he goes back to his ship and when he goes in the ship you actually see like uh, the suits opening up and what's cool is they earlier in the movie they established when they were bringing his body in the casket like the suits were showing the land and flash makes a comment where he's like they know he's here you know yeah. the ship is aware that superman is in the in the thing even though he's dead and so he's in there and he's figuring out his suit and they don't really explain why he goes with the black and silver but he looks fucking amazing in black and silver and he chooses it but during that whole process you hear flash like audio flashback of both his fathers you hear his actual uh, uh dad played by uh russell crowe and then you have um his adopted father and they're both talking and people are like why that's stupid like why was that even in there like it's just dumb it's just unnecessary and i'm like no if you fucking understand what's happening is he's coming back to his senses so as he's getting his suit he's understanding who he was again who yeah. his fathers wanted he's him getting to be. reacclimated to who he was yes and then he gets the suit and then he learns you know just like in man of steel when he first time learns to fly you see that same kind of situation but then he like releases and he's like oh shit okay and then he takes off flies into the atmosphere and absorbs the sun's energy and stuff like that it was fucking amazing but again, there's people out there that bitch about it. So they do that. Then he fights and he just fights like a badass. No stupid ass quips here and there. Um, even though the first time you see him fight when he, you know, gets into stepping with, I thought it was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. He was just like, 
not impressed. He was like, oh. I was just like, wow, that is the most baller fucking thing he can do. And then, you know, he just kicks his ass. <clears throat> and so, so yeah, so they did a good job with him. Uh, Wonder Woman, obviously, you know, we get more now. Again, we saw the Wonder Woman movie. This is before Wonder Woman 1984. So we kind of get more of her story. We got it. Um, Aquaman, they added more scenes. You actually get William Defoe, which was originally in the movie, wasn't yeah. in Whedon's cut. Um, even Mara, she was in the Whedon's cut, but we get more scenes with Mara. And so Aquaman has, a, they set his movie up really well to set up Aquaman because yeah. Snyder knew that Aquaman was coming. They were already filming it. Mm-hmm. So he just added the little things he needed. He worked with James Wan, who I believe directed Aquaman. And they established what they needed. And so if you watch that, like if you've never seen Aquaman before and you watch Snyder's cut and then you watch Aquaman, it's like, oh shit, it built up and it meshed perfectly. Um, Because even at the end of Snyder, he's like, I'm going to go, Aquaman, uh, he's like, I'm going to go talk to my dad. And he does in Aquaman. Like you actually learn about his family. Flash, same scenario with Flash. The only thing there's been a little bit of a delay because they established enough Flash um, but we knew that he, they knew he was going to have his own movie with a, some type of flashpoint paradox. What I love about it is that they made this flash character in Snyder's cut, not be a little bitch in, yeah. in Whedon's cut. He's like, I don't, you know, he's like, I don't know how to fight. I just push people and run away. Like, yeah. and he's then Batman's like, well, just save one. He's like, what? Just save one. And you'll, you'll know. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> So in this one, he's not it's like a a, he's not what? like a rookie. He knows what he's doing, and yeah. the way they, his intro scene with Iris West, you don't get too much of her, but it was just funny. He still plays that weird comedic relief, but it's yeah. done. It's well, 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 fucking done. Um, but the biggest thing is one of the best scenes in that movie is towards the end when all hope is lost because they essentially fail. The Justice League briefly fail. It's all on Barry. And he's like, I got to go beyond, you know, my limits. I got to go faster than the speed of light, whatever. Yeah. You know, where he says he doesn't do it because it's one of his rules because weird things happen mm-hmm. and he breaks his rule. And the scene of him going back in time. Yep. How everything is reversing was fucking amazing. dude. Yeah. But again, that's an establishment because Flash's movie, which forever delay um, it's supposed to be with him going, it's supposed to be adapting the flashpoint paradox story where he goes back in time and saves his mom and it changes everything, goes through another timeline or what have you. Mm-hmm. So again, they established it. Um, next we have Batman, which by far best. Oh, I, I absolutely. love fucking Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. He's a leader in this movie through and through. He doesn't have stupid ass fucking comedic relief lines. Like when he's in the, in Whedon's cut, when he's talking to Arthur, he's like, I heard you talk to fish and he gives him a little smirk. Like none of that bullshit's nope. in there. There's nothing. It's the only thing that, uh, was left from the, I guess it was just original, but you know, when, uh, Barry asked him, you know, what's your superpower? He's like, I'm rich. Thank you for saying that. So in Whedon's cut, he says that and it comes off like a joke, but in this cut, he says it same way, same manner, but they established that later on. Like when they ask him, we need to use the satellites to find it. He's like, Barry's like, oh, you have a satellite? He's like, I have six. six. Yeah. You know, you see his ship, you see the warehouse, you see his bat cave, you see all his resources being fucking used and establishing, yes, this is my superpower. Now I'm rich and I have money is a fucking superpower. Yeah. I have it and I'm using it to the best of my ability with all my shit, all the stuff we can do. Mm -hmm. 
And where in the other one, it's just like not really, you know, you just go, okay, it's Batman, you know, because we all assume it's Also, Batman. speaking of Batman or to kind of time with Batman, I think Jeremy Irons is my favorite Alfred. Oh, my God. That's another person to talk about. How much screen time we got of fucking We had Alfred. so much screen time. And it just established him as being... Just a support <sighs> character, man. Yeah, he like, was fantastic. Uh, oh, dude, like, it, this movie, like, I'm, I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. You know, I want to watch it with my wife, you know, on a day off or whatever, and just, just sit there and watch it. But I'm excited to to f- catch a lot of the things I may have missed from the first initial, mm-hmm. you know, wa- uh, watch through and stuff like that. But, dude, like, this this movie, like, you, you said in the beginning, like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of DC. Like, I, I know the characters. I know some of the lore, but the backstories behind some of them. But this has actually, like, okay, you know? Yeah. Like, if Zack Snyder can do this, can you imagine what he can do with everyone? Yeah. So, there's one more character. My favorite character. Cyborg. Cyborg. Now, I know we talked about a while back how Ray Fisher, he's having that issue because there was, like, bullshit. Uh, right. Yeah. And I was like, you know, whatever, guy. You know, I don't care. No. Now, after seeing this movie, I fully fucking Baby, understand. come back. I'm in his corner, and there cannot be another fucking... Just the way people don't want another Chadwick Boseman Black Panther, Yeah, there can't be another fucking cyborg. No. And this was the cyborg origin story. This, yes, because we... Listen, Man of Steel... Superman had Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. We already know his shit. His, his story is established. We're going to go. Wonder Woman had her own movie beforehand. Uh, Batman, we know who Batman is. He doesn't need a lot of shit. We, he's well established. And technically, he, there was supposed to be a Batman movie after this one, Ben Affleck's, because um, real quick before we go into Cyborg, the post credit scene where you see Deathstroke and he goes to uh, he goes to um, uh, Lex, Lex Luthor's uh, boat, yacht. you know, yeah, yes. In Whedon's cut, it was the the, the scene was like, well, I want to build, you know, I want my own league of, shouldn't we have our own league of villains, our own league, or some bullshit? And it's just like, yeah. okay, I guess. Well, we okay. now see the orig- the actual scene and where Desher goes. And again, it re it reestablishes Lex Luthor's fucking badassery from Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate cut, where he tells Desro, well, I want to help you. You want to, you want to, you know, kill Batman for free? Let me help you. His name's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show, it solidifies again that Lex Luthor knew who these fuckers were in Batman vs. Superman, and he plotted the whole fucking movie. Yep. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because Ben Affleck's, uh, the Ben Affleck, the Batman movie that he was he's, supposed he's to make. He's playing the long game. Yeah, that movie that he was supposed to do, it was supposed to be him versus Deathstroke, where Deathstroke's fucking taking down Bruce Wayne and Batman. But again, that never happened, unfortunately. Instead, we're going to get Robert Patterson's uh, Patterson's movie, and which I'm excited for either way. Yeah. But um, again, Snyder knew what was happening. He knew the Flash movie was coming. He knew Aquaman was coming. So which character was left out that wasn't getting their own movie? Cyborg. Fucking Cyborg. So he went ahead and made his whole origin. I mean, you go from Whedon's cut, Cyborg has maybe, I don't know, 25 minutes of screen time maybe? If I mean, if that and Whedon's cut, and if Whedon. that dude, I, I, I tops twenty. Yeah, in this cut, four hours. Cyborg has like oh, maybe an hour and like forty five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's probably in about thirty five to forty percent of he, the movie. He's the heart and soul of this fucking movie. Yeah, he is the ultimate digital being, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And his arc was just fucking amazing. It was, it was so human and. Like I, I'll kid you not. Like I, I teared up a couple times. 
because you you actually see you know him before which you yeah. didn't see in Whedon's cut you see the accident you see his mom which you didn't see in the Whedon's cut you nope. see the accident you see how it was created the purpose of it and his story on how he was created is the driving narrative force that triggers the Justice League to bring Superman back, which is fucking critical. Yes. Versus the weed and shit that they did. Like, oh, let's just how, bring him they back. didn't even know how to do it. They just no. assumed like, oh, no. And then his father, which, by the way, let me tell you something right now. His dad. Uh, Dude, every time I see, I, I forget the name of the actor, but I always think of Speed. Yes, he is in Speed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hold on. Let me. Oh, reset your camera while you do that. Um, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna make sure. I wanna get the actor's name. I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> just turn it off and turn it back on. So the actor's name is. If my computer is fast, I asked like a nice uh, Let's see here. Was Silas? 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 Silas Stone. So his name is Joe Morton. Yeah, he's in Speed. But you know what other movie he's in? A lot. So he's in a lot of movies, but there's one other big movie that he was in. And before I say that, in this movie, he he dies. Spoiler, whatever. He dies. Which you don't see that in Whedon's. Whedon's, he lives. But he plays such a big role, and you actually see... Wasn't he in The Dark Knight? No, hold on. You see why there's like a disconnect between him and his son. Like They, they establish that, and then they, they re bring it back in and so he essentially sacrifices himself because they're about to lose the mother because in Whedon's cut when they bring back Superman they fight Superman the box falls on top of a car and then they're just distracted with Superman and then Steppenwolf falls grabs it and takes off and it's like really like are you fucking kidding me so in Whedon's cut same or in Snyder's cut same thing happens but when it falls all of Star Lab the scientists are out there and his dad Silas uh, Stone is out there and he actually takes the box goes back into the lab so when Steppenwolf arrives, the box is not there and he's trying to find it. He can sense it or whatever. So what what the cyborg's dad does, he, he they earlier in the movie they established this laser, how it creates heat core or whatever. So what he does is that he go puts it in the in the room to make the machine so he can heat it up. But as he tries to exit the room, Steppenwolf is coming in, so he can't escape. He just says, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. By triggering, he has a uh, he's holding something. Hits the trigger. By trigger, hits the trigger. Um, activates this laser. Uh, heats up the box, and everything in there gets radioactive. And he essentially disintegrates all in front of Cyborg. It's super awesome moment. Um, very important as well. But <laughs> what I was saying, because he's holding a trigger and he does it, I was gonna say this motherfucker can't be trusted with triggers because the other movie <laughs> he was in was in Terminator 2. Oh, shit, he He's was. He's the scientist of Skynet, and yes. he sacrifices himself by holding a fucking trigger mm-hmm. with the C4 on his last, because he got shot up by the SWAT, and so he's, like, holding it, and then finally when he dies... He drops the he drops the little trigger on the thing and then it blows up and because so I, I remember that scene I had it in my head when I was you know watching this movie because again it immediately goes back to speed it was like always oh, speed but I was like what other fucking movie was he in where he was like holding a trigger and I just remember like that scene it was just like playing in my head I was like fuck I can't think of it which then, by the way Terminator two there's a director's cut version of it ultimate director's cut which is far superior than the theatrical just another point of let the fucking directors do what they want to do. Yeah, just let them do what they want to do. Release the uncut director's cut all the time. Like, there should yeah. never be a theatrical. Exactly. But anyways, um, 
I mean, and that's again, that's with HBO Max and being successful, theaters close. I don't know, man. This might be the next way uh, movies come out. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, yeah. So Cyber Story is just fucking amazing. And there's a scene where, um, he's playing a cassette and it's his dad, Silas, and he's like explaining, as a scientist, explaining what his abilities are. And you see Cyborg learning how he's doing everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole sequence where, um, He's uh, observing like security cams of a of just a ran- it's a throwaway character. It's not even a character, which is a single but it's mom. A, it's, a, it's a person, the single mom. But he's seen all that, and dude, that whole scene was just so powerful. Yeah, because it's just establishing his morality of things mm-hmm. that he's still, even though he has all this cybernetic shit, he's still fucking human. He still wants his, to help at his heart. Yeah, yeah. because so, like even in the beginning when we found out that you know he helped his friend. Uh, he changed it, hacked into the school system to change his friend's grades because they were going through a crisis. They were going through a home crisis, and all yeah, this. all the stuff like yeah, that. Dude. Like he, he's pure hearted, and they remove and we didn't cut. They killed all of that. Yeah, literally. Uh, even Ray Fisher himself said it. The only scene in the Whedon cut that's to the letter exactly the same as from Zack Snyder is on the rooftop. On Gotham, when Commissioner Gordon brings him out, and you see Flash, um, yeah, that rooftop scene. Ray Fisher said that's the only scene that that was from Zack Snyder in the theatrical cut. Every other scene with Cyborg was either a it was a reshoot with different dialogue or just an all new scene. Isn't that fucking crazy? That, it, it's so, it's that's like it's three three minutes. That's like th- how long is that scene? Like three minutes compared yeah. to the hour and forty minutes I would assume that he had. So in in Whedon's cut, like I absolutely did not give a shit about Cyborg. It's like I'm a fucking throwaway character. Who cares? And then yes. in Snyder's cut, you're like, oh my god, this guy is the Justice League. Yeah. And it's, dude, like, uh, man, Joss Whedon really just fucking. Him, him, the studio, all them, dude. Yeah. And you know what it is? My my wife's kind of said it. She's like, well, you know, kind of why they they didn't do that. And I'm like, why? Because they want to make money and black men don't sell. And I was like, fuck. And it's true. You want another example? Look up the poster. I forgot which Star Wars movie it is. But look up the poster of where, Star Wars where in where China. Finn. Finn's not on it. Yeah. He's not on it. Why? Because black men don't sell in China. Sorry. That's what, that's how these, and that's the racist shit that's out there. That's what these movie studios are fucking bastards. Yeah. You know, and that's Ray Fisher. That's what his whole complaint, the, the bullying and all this, and then just the injustice, no pun intended, that happened on set with the reshoots and everything, the unprofessionalism from from Joss Whedon and and Jeff Johns and you know uh, WB president and all this, they fucked them. They yeah. fucked them yeah. straight up. And now you can see it. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see it. everything that this man has said before. Where I was kind of like, man, eh, whatever, dude, just fucking, you know, be yeah. a man about I it. Retract my statement. I retract it like, right here firsthand. I'm on his side. I retract it, bro. Like. I now fully understand. Yep. You know, and now it kind of makes me fucking mad that Cyborg ain't going to be in Flashpoint Paradox or in Flash's movie because he's a, he was supposed to, but now he's not. Yeah. And I swear to God, I hope. Let's just start. I hope uh, this movement, because, you know, the new movement is, you know, uh, uh, restore the Snyderverse. That's mm-hmm. that's the hashtag movement going let's on Let's go right sign now. it right now. 
And what's funny is uh, uh, people are, are manipulating, not manipulating, but they're using uh, uh, what Darkseid says in Justice League. So towards the end, when, uh, excuse me, when Stephen Wolf dies and decides like, well, what are we going to do in Darkseid's like, well, we'll just do it the old ways. Yeah. Let's just get the Armada and let's just go fucking go to war like we used to. And mm-hmm. people are starting to use that. It's like, well, how can we get Snyderverse back? How can we do this? Well, let's just do it the old ways. Fucking campaign this shit. They got, they got the Justice League. <laughs> yep. You know, and if they don't want to do the thing, maybe HBO Max. Maybe they, they're able to film these movies and it become HBO Max movies because they have that liberty of, you know, if they want to make it three hours, four hours, whatever. Absolutely. So let's wrap that part up. Good movie. Highly recommend it. Let's see. Let's talk a little bit more about it before, <laughs> I, before I make my statement. Oh, no, because I'm thinking of the movie. So the movie's wrapped up. So now, Justice League 2, Justice League 3. Now, if you watch Batman vs. Superman, especially the extended cut, and then you watch this one, we get nightmare sequences. Yes. I fucking love these nightmare sequences. So if you remember in Batman vs. Superman, uh, we get a nightmare sequence when uh, Batman Bruce is decoding the uh, file that he got from Lex Luthor's house, and he goes and they show the world's all fucked up. Mm -hmm. He has a convoy. They show up, and then you know they're like, transporting something they open it up assuming it was supposed to be kryptonite but it was just a light bulb and they said no we betrayed you and they fucking everyone's there undercover superman agents parademons they capture them and then superman they have a batman held hostage in this little like bunker thing superman comes through and fucking literally rips his heart out right yep uh and then after that he wakes up but there's still the sequence the nightmare dream is still continuing because you see flash through a portal and he's like you know, Bruce, you know, you were right about him. Fear him. You know, it's Lois. Save Lois. And he, Batman's like, Superman, or Bruce is confused. And he's like, am I too soon? I'm too soon. And he's like, find us, Bruce. You got to find us. Yeah. That was in Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. So we get two nightmare sequences in Justice League. Yeah. The first one is when they're bringing... Um, Superman back to life, Cyborg gets a vision. Now, mm-hmm. this is Cyborg seeing it, not Bruce, which is interesting. And we see basically essentially the end of the world. We see the mother boxes synchronizing, destroying the entire planet. Well, not, it doesn't destroy the planet, like break it into pieces. It just like sends a wave where it literally destroys everything in its path, making the planet just dead. Yeah. You know, kind of levels everything out. Just there you go. Creates a barren wasteland. And uh, what you see, though, is you see Darkseid essentially kill Wonder Woman. And they're doing like that, you know, traditional the, the Viking burial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see him fight um, or the king. Uh, and, and, and mind you, this is I believe that's I think Wonder Woman was already queen at this point, even though her mother was still alive. But then or maybe it was just her. But then uh, you see Arthur Aquaman. He's the king and he gets killed by Darkseid. Yeah. So he sees those two visions. And then at the end of the movie, we get the epilogue, mm-hmm. the full fucking nightmare sequence. And you have uh, Batman, Cyborg. Mara, mm-hmm. who's now like in the role of Aquaman, trying yep. to get revenge. Uh, Deathstroke, mm-hmm. which is awesome because again we get the tease, and there was supposed to be a Batman movie, and then we have Flash. He doesn't speak or anything. You can tell when you watch the movie, you can tell that his whole face is digital because he actually filmed that. That sequence right there was the extra stuff that he filmed. So Zack yeah. Snyder, he was told not to film, no reshoots. 
but he ended up filming this sequence. Um, and so you can tell Ezra, everyone came back and filmed together, but Ezra Miller didn't. He did it because of COVID because they did this in November, December of last year. Um, he did it over like digital, whatever. So if you really watch him and you pay attention, like he's in his armor suit that you saw in Batman vs Superman, which is really awesome because it tied it back to that. Yeah. But when he opens up his helmet, if you look at his face, it's like super fucking digital and it, it's noticeable and he has absolutely no lines, which sucks. But there's one more character. Mm-hmm. We get Jared Leto Joker back and that little interaction, man, so much. And for one, like there's a good amount of information that gets, that gets thrown out there, but I, everyone has a problem with Jared Leto's Joker, man. He's grown on me from suicide squad, but on in this scene, fuck, it just continues his insaneness, his maniac is his scariness. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it, it's, we don't get that, that, I guess you would say hipster Gen Z type Joker. No, this is a truly like diabolical, like twisted, essentially classic Joker. It's a psychopath. Yes, it's the psychopath, not the gangster. Joker. Nope, it's not the min- it's not it's not the gangster or manipulative one of of, of Heath Ledger or even um, Jack Nicholson. Man, this is like a psycho fucking path. This and- is straight out of Arkham Asylum, fucking Joker. Yeah. And dude, like, oh my gosh, like and, all the information he gives just in that, that, you know, mm-hmm. however long that, oh, 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 dude, I was like, oh my God, he's fucking playing. And I love, I love that you hear uh, Batman's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, like, let's fucking go. So yeah, dude. So he's, so the whole thing is uh, Joker's using his, you know, his theater just talking, but he's, yeah, he's pissing off fucking uh, uh uh batman he's saying some fucked up shit where we finally get a um confirmation that he killed robin yep you know he even t- toys with him he's like you know why you send a boy why you send the boy wonder to do a man's job mm-hmm. and i was just like bruh and he he says something along the lines where he's like you know because i wonder you know how many you know people have to be in your arms that die in your arms where you realize you have to die. You don't have the balls to die. He says cojones, cojones to yeah. die. You know how many eyes? And it's funny because Batman, you know, he's he's really antagonizing Batman. But then Batman throws it back in his face where he's like, you know, it's funny you say about people dying in their arms. Because when Harley Quinn was in my arms bleeding to death, she promised me to kill you and believe. And then that's where he comes with your line. He's like, believe me, and I will fucking kill you. Mm. And then just Leto's fucking how he's just sitting there and he like, you see it like fucking she gets like that shiver, that that yeah. that scaredness. And then he's like, oh, you're good. Like, like, fuck, dude. You almost like, had me. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, oh, man. Like, I, I, I so badly want more of that. I do too, man. I, I, I really, I, like I, I said it before in a previous cast. I don't even remember which episode, but I, there's nothing bad that Jared Leto is in. No, absolutely nothing. You can't name one movie that he's in that was absolutely terrible for his character. Yeah, the way he plays, he plays. Yes, he's very. He's a, he's very, a method actor. He's man. a very method actor for sure. And the, his portrayal, the Joker, dude, like not to take anything away from Heath Ledger or even any well, of the you, other. Like I said before, there's you can't. We talked in our very very first episode. You can't compare these guys because they're in different fucking universes. Yes, man. 
Yes. If you were to took if Heath, Heath Ledger was alive, and you took that Joker and put it into Zack Snyder's, he, he, he wouldn't he, fit. He wouldn't fit, and he wouldn't fucking survive. You'd get fucked up instant. Yeah. This Joker looks like he can fucking sustain this shit. You know what I mean? So that's why I've always said you, they're different universes. Yeah. You can't give me that stuff. I agree. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did love about him, too, is did you notice his costume or his outfit? We had, like, all the badges of All like, the badges of everyone he killed. All the officers that yeah. he took down. He was wearing that SWAT vest, and he was just lined with, like, it was, like, badges of honor for him. And the way the scene concludes is, you know, um, Superman drops. And he's like, oh, they found us, and they're about to fight. And everyone's like, fuck, ready to go. Cyborg, you know, fucking has his big old machine gun. Deathstroke's ready. Mara's ready. Uh, Flash gets his armor all ready. Batman's just like, fuck, here we go. But when you go to Joker, he's just like, because ah, ah, ah. he we're yeah. fucked dude yeah. like the dude just dropped like we're dead mm-hmm. like he just he didn't even go into like fucking like oh no he just started laughing like oh my god and all he had was his fucking sidearm yeah like, that's all he had dude. I, oh, i'm dude. telling oh, you man i so i so like i said badly want so more, man so justice league 2 and justice league 3 there's supposed to be two more movies this is what the story's supposed to happen now you get this teased in, in, in Snyder Cut. You get it teased in a scene with Lewis, uh, Lois when she opens up her uh, side, uh, her bed uh, side. What's it called? Nightstand. Yeah. And there you see a pregnancy thing, and then at the very end, uh, when they're giving like that belong, and everyone's like happy ending, so to speak. And then uh, Superman's like, "Oh, how did you get the house back?" And oh, I bought the bank. Again, reestablishing how fucking rich this guy. Yeah. Furthermore, it's kind of stupid question from Superman because it's like, bro. He's rich. <laughs> but again, they're still learning who's one another. Technically, they don't fully, they're yeah. not the best of fucking buds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, they're still learning who they are and, be, and developing that friendship. But if you notice, when um, they briefly show Martha and uh, Lois, they're going up the steps into the house. Lois is holding a baby carriage. Yeah. So the premise is that there's, I heard two. There was one that I heard that, which I believe is more practical is uh, Superman and uh, Lois have a baby. Now, remember this, I want to say they never really established it, but I want to say this movie just as it takes place either a month or two, maybe three months at best after uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And in Batman or Superman, there's clearly a moment where Lois and Superman fuck, you know, in the, in the bathtub scene. Um, they don't fully show it. They just, you know, he gets in there and they're whatever. So clearly, you know, they, they were getting it on and then he dies and then this and that. So it's fully plausible that she's pregnant four months or whatever. Cause I don't know how long it officially starts to show when a female is pregnant or whatever. And clearly she had the test. So has to be Superman's kid. And so the rumor was that, or the story was, I think Snyder released a couple things is that they have a baby and the baby's born without powers. Right. Another one was that, and this is the one where I'm like, I just don't see it happening. I don't even understand how it would happen. Is that Batman, Bruce, and Lois got busy at some point, which makes no fucking sense to me. But that's one of the catalyst things that kind of drives Superman crazy. So I think it was more along the lines where they kind of he was taking a little bit of the in- injustice storyline, where they have their kid, and uh, again in Joker scene. He teases Lois's death in that, you know, yeah, uh, to Batman when he's antagonizing him. So I'm assuming in in in, in the injustice story, Bat, uh, Superman, no, um, Joker uh, releases a 
fucking bomb in the middle of Metropolis and mm-hmm. kills everyone. Among the dead are Lois and her kid, which drives Superman in crazy. He goes to stop him. Bruce is trying to stop him. And Joker just keeps antagonizing him that he won't kill him, this and that, until finally Superman snaps and fucking kills Joker. Yeah. And then that's what leads to him going kind of rogue and becoming powerful. So, in, uh, in throughout the whole entire film of Justice League, one thing with Darkseid, his motivation is the anti-life equation. The anti-life equation is basically this mathematical f- uh, formula where I don't really, I, I'm not too familiar with the comics, but I, I'm not too familiar with this, but somehow they're able to uh, weaponize this formula, utilize it, and basically it uh, controls everyone's like self-conscious. Like basically it's like a fucking way to control people mm-hmm. regardless against their will. And so that's what he's hunting for. That's what he wants. And eventually what happens is Superman, uh, Lois is having a kid, which they're supposed to be theirs, no powers. They die, which really fucks Superman up, clearly. And then Darkseid gets a hold of the equation and he starts to manipulate people and clearly starts killing everyone. He kills, we see that he kills um wonder woman and he kills aquaman and the reason why he kills those two is because in the uh flash sequence the flashback sequence you see that we saw the queen of thermoscura with all the yeah. lead of voyage with aka the king of aka um i forgot what the fuck they're called but whatever atlantis atlantis, there atlantis. There you go. atlantians and they're leading a thing and then you have the kingdom of men who are leading a thing and then you had other people like zeus and green lanterns and whatnot and that's how they're able to defeat dark side so by eliminating Arthur and Diana, they don't have a leader and he fully controls them. Yeah. That's, and then by controlling Superman, because he was supposed to be essentially the leader of men. Mm -hmm. um, But by controlling him because of his loss, he had out, there was no army. So all that was left was Batman, Cyborg, the flash and other minions, which are relevant. They're not powerful enough. So the second movie was supposed to be, they die. Um, and you know and and the the whole thing was that bruce had the ability to save lois but he didn't which is teased from joker's dialogue yeah and so that leads to um dark side getting the equation and basically the whole world going to shit and they're trying to get to a certain point where they're able to go back in time to uh send the flashback like he did and get the message to essentially save you got to save Lois like mm-hmm. they initially did. So that second movie was supposed to be kind of like how Infinity Wars where it ends really fucked up. Yeah. Where the heroes lose. Yeah. And the world's over. Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to have a story. The third movie was supposed to be they go back in time. Kind of like <laughs> Endgame. Endgame. Kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, you know, right. it's like mm-hmm. I told you once if someone once some once you think of something, somebody else has thought of it. Like I said, Raccoon City should be a character, and now it's a fucking character. Yep. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so that movie was supposed to come back. Um, the second one's supposed to happen, but immediately what we're supposed to see is they go back in time, and what Bruce failed to do was to protect Lois was to essentially sacrifice himself. So then Bruce dies. He sacrifices himself to save Lois, and then it's now really just Superman to be the leader with he leads the lead of men, then you have Diana leading you know, so forth, so forth. Yeah. And then they all go forth and then lead into this epic battle of, uh, to stop dark side. And the conclusion of the movie was, I think like 20 years jumps forward. It's the aftermath. Batman's dead. Alfred's probably dead, but, uh, we have the kid and they name, uh, they name him Bruce. 
He's named Bruce. Bruce Kent. No powers. But on his 20th birthday, Lois and Superman, they take him to the Batcave. And they tell him, listen, your Uncle Bruce would have loved for you to continue his work. And he becomes Batman. Ah, see that? I can fuck with that. Yeah. That's what Zack Snyder has essentially kind of released because he doesn't think these movies are ever going to get made anyways. Well, now they need to get made. Now they do need to get made. Yeah, because I want to see that shit. But wouldn't that be crazy? And then, yeah, introduces a new Superman or a new Batman and so forth and so forth. I think, I don't know, man. Can you imagine uh, the new Batman fucking with like an old Joker? Bro, that'd be hilarious. But I think he'd be dead. Yeah. I think he'd get fucked up. So this leads me. We're now at a good time. I'll wrap wrap this up. I want to say before we finish this, my bold statement. Zack Snyder's Justice League is probably my favorite comic book movie of all over Marvel. That's a huge, bold statement for sure. Because. Wait, 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 wait. So over Winter Soldier. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because my favorite Marvel movie is Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, uh, next week. Two episodes down, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I know episode one is available now. Um, I don't know. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. I saw, I saw it. Too. I got to watch it again because I saw it like after the second or third time we, I watched Justice League. It was like two in the morning. I decided of I was like, oh fuck, it's already the next day. Go ahead and throw it on. I was half asleep, but I want another episode before I talk about it because that first episode it was cool, but uh, I got to I want to see more. And yeah. there's only supposed to be six episodes, so that's that should be good enough for us to talk about. But yes, Winter Soldier is my favorite, um, followed by, you know, in no specific order, you know, some of the uh, outside of Winter Soldier being number one, you know, some of the Avenger movies like Infinity War, Endgame, Doctor Strange, um, Iron Man, et cetera, et cetera. They're all, for me, really good movies. But um, so Winter Soldier, I can't put it in the same context of Zack Snyder's Justice League now it is it is a uh, obviously a comic book movie Marvel movie but Winter Soldier is different to me the reason why I love Winter Soldier if I haven't already said this before is because if you know me I love a lot of um, spy espionage movies like mm-hmm. James Bond like the Bourne movies uh, even a couple that DiCaprio made um, you know uh, the one with Brad Pitt spy game which there's not much action it's just like I love those kinds of movies and Winter Soldier is a blend of that and comic book yeah and that's why I love Winter Soldier and it's my favorite because there's not too much crazy shit going on it's an isolated story and again it has the establishment of I don't know I mean, for Captain America, you have Captain America, the first Avenger, and then Avengers. But then there's other things that are involved because Hydra and all this other shit. So the thing the benefits Marvel is that they've got so many movies ahead of it. So, which leads me to my next thing. It's like the Avenger movies, you know, Infinity War and Endgame are probably collectively combined or probably one of the best parts of Marvel. But again, it took like what? 10 years. 10 years. Fucking what? 20 15 18 movies i don't know how many 20, movies i forgot, I forgot something like that. you know what i mean and this is literally you know each character you know important character had their own movie beforehand iron man thor captain america you know and then you got uh widow and then you got a uh, hawkeye and then you know there's side characters you kind of got a little gist of things but again they they had their slight establishments like mm-hmm. black widow number two and hawkeye and thor not that much hawkeye unfortunately um, 
So there's not really, you know, they had their chance in the light where uh, Justice League, they're <laughs> outside of Superman, which got a whole movie, and then he got like another almost whole movie, and then Batman, which almost got a whole movie. Outside of them, before that, Diana, Wonder Woman, was the only one that had a decent amount of screen time and not a lot of info. And then everyone else, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Flash, they were just like fucking There's 30 kinda, seconds of real quick little thing, yeah, you know? And then it, into the salad. Yeah, and then it was supposed to lead to this. And then we got their individual movies of what they were. So they kind of went a little bit different. And I've always said, you know, a lot of people are like, why didn't you just do it like Marvel? Establish all the characters first and then do Justice League. Well, now after watching Zack Snyder's, I'm like, well, fuck, now I understand. Because he fucking had all that shit in mind. Yeah. You know, he knew he knew which character wasn't going to have his own movie. And he knew who he had to develop and how he wrote him into it, which was Cyborg. Yep. He knew that Wonder Woman obviously had a movie after Batman vs Superman. He knew that Aquaman was having a movie after Justice League. He that his Justice League uh, connects straight into that, and he knew that the Flash was going to have a movie as well. And at the time, there was supposed to be another Batman movie. So he established what he needed to establish, just like Marvel does. The mm-hmm. only difference is that Marvel had a, you know, they were printing money, so they knew exactly what the plan was and how they did it. Yep. So yeah, man. I mean. And Infinity War and Endgame are great comic book movies and they're always going to be the top movies but they just had the benefit of having so many other movies establish them mm-hmm. where where you take a movie like this where everyone cried and bitched like well you have their own movie and to see a four hour four hour uh, adventure of like this or story like this I think he did a fucking really good job yeah it was to- beautifully filmed and written Imagine not knowing, not seeing Aquaman again, Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, then Justice League. I would have been okay with it. And then, and then you see Aquaman, you're like, oh shit, how he connected. And then you're supposed to see the Flash and all. They're like, whoa. And then you're supposed to see the next two Justice yeah. League movies. So this was a uh, DC's powerhouse movie for sure. Yeah, and I, 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 I'll be honest, because obviously we had the Joss Whedon project, but you know. I had I didn't think he can pull it off. I doubted him, Zack Snyder, and I was completely fucking wrong mm. because he pulled his shit off. If had we gotten what what he wanted to make, oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is uh, this this is my. When you're left in awe and wanting more, it... I've seen it five times, bro. A four hour movie. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about all that. But when you're left in awe, what are you saying? No, yeah, I was gonna say when you when you finally watch this movie, you're, you're just left in awe and wanting more. Like you said it before, just let the man be. Let him do what he wants yeah. to do. Let his vision come true. Your camera. Yeah, man. I um, it's definitely my favorite. I would say it's my favorite comic book movie out there. Um, not don't get me wrong. I mean, I still love Infinity War. I still love Endgame and all the Marvel movies. Um, Winter Soldier is right there with, uh, but but that's a you know it's a different breed. Yeah, it's a totally different breed. So one that one is still my favorite uh, Marvel movie for sure. But um, I'd I'd rather watch if I had if someone asked me, hey man, you gotta you gotta watch me. And I'll tell you, what, I'll even give you, I'll even give you this benefit: if Infinity War, Endgame combined which makes it a five and a half hour movie. I would still pick, uh, I'd still pick Justice League. Zack Snyder. Yeah. It's good, man. It's really, really good. good. And yeah. I, I just, I want more. 
Because I'll tell you what, if he was able to do two and three, <sighs> no, it would shit. And you know what? Like I want two and three. And if you think about it, the story, like the concept, like I just told you, the what the concept was, it's just like fucking Endgame, dude, or yeah. in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they were, did that because Endgame and Infinity War and Endgame came out what uh, twenty eighteen and nineteen. Yeah, and and uh, Justice came out in 2017, I believe. So they was yeah. those would have been the next movies. They would have been almost neck and neck. It's like the back in the day. It's like, oh, here's Dante's Peak. Oh, and here's Volcano. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which one do I want to see? They're the same fucking idea. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Why not? Remember that when they're like back in the late 90s, 90s and yeah. mid 2000s, there was always a counterpart movie yep. like from a different studio, like yeah. studios together said, hey, man, we're going to make a movie like this. Okay, we're going to make one, too, then. Uh-huh. Fucking yeah. weird, but yeah, man. I don't know. I, I I'm just saying it. If you if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Just League. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. Like I'm, it, it makes all the other movies better. Now the other thing, real quick before we wrap up, I know I've said this already like three times. There is a David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad out there somewhere. He has extra footage that never made it. Nope. Yeah, we need that too. That's the next one. They did make like an extended cut, but there's still a lot of shit that's not included in that, including a lot of Joker stuff and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if we ever get David Ayer's things. Maybe with the success of this, they'll say, hey, we'll let you do your do your thing and maybe they'll clean it up a bit and get a proper fucking. Shit, who knows? They're story. probably doing it now. They'll probably hit them up right? on Twitter. Be like, hey, isn't that just crazy, though, man? It's like you make a movie and it's like I can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, my God. It blows my fucking mind. Now it makes you think about other movies. Like, what if a different director got all... You know how they always say, like, what if this director did that movie? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, what if that director we just, did it? We just got to find the alternate timelines. Yeah. There you go. We made it. We, that's perfect. Multi, multiverse. But we'll see. Uh, next DC movie that's supposed to be made is supposed to be Flash. Uh, the Flash movie. Um, that's supposed to be kind of in continuity with... Um, uh, DC extended uh, universe, so Justice League. So we'll see how that turns out. Hopefully, they get Cyborg back. Um, but I just don't think he'll work with them. I think it's more Ray Fisher not wanting to work with them, and they just kind of got rid of him. But we'll see. Hopefully, they get the proper support here, and we get him back. After that, who knows? I that is literally the last movie. Um, oh, and then and Wonder Woman three. So now that wonder, now that we have Zack Snyder's cut, we can finally have a Wonder Woman movie that takes place after yeah justice league and patty jenkins the director who's back she has her and james wan and some of the actors have said that Zack snyder's justice league is the true canon movie that they don't the whedon's cut they think it's just skaka snickle fritz yep so uh we'll see what wonder woman 3 does we'll see what the flash does uh, i guarantee you wonder woman 3 is gonna be a lot better than 1984 i still like 1984 it comes out next week i'm gonna buy it i enjoyed it still um, but again, they couldn't really do much because mm. Justice League. Now we know. Now we know. I mean, literally, this movie sets up a really good story for Diana. Um, because you know she essentially is going to go back home. She's going to find out what's going on. She hasn't been home in a long time, so yep, it's going to be amazing. And but um, yeah, man, I hope Ben Affleck comes back and does something. I hope they complete the other two movies, but. See what happens. <laughs> just nod. Yeah. You're just nodding your no, head over there. No. Uh, rating overall. 
listen, this movie is not perfect, but it, at the same time, it is perfect in the context of um, the DC film and other films. Um, now, yes, I can nitpick a lot of shit. I can I can say that you know things here and there. We're just gonna rate it off overall enjoyment. I'm I'm gonna rate off overall enjoyment and just in yeah, just in general. But uh, for me, it's a ten out of ten, baby. Yeah, you know, I I, I was gonna not give it a, a perfect ten, but nine point eight. Yeah, for me, I mean. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 because, and again, it's not perfect, but I didn't want to do 9.8 or 9.9, you know, because I could have easily said 9.9, but I'm just going to go all in. It's a 10, baby. 10 out of 10. Well, five times watching it. Yeah. I mean, again, I can I can really get the nerd in me and, and analyze, overanalyze things, analyze scenes, um, things like that. I mean, I'm into movies in terms of creating them myself. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm writing I was writing a script for Resident Evil and things like that. Like, I love film, like cinema, all that shit. So I can be super hypercritical. But as far as what I've seen and what, because we can, we have something to compare it to. Yeah. Uh, dude. I mean, overall, it's not even a comparison. It's not. It, it, it's just, honestly, again, it, what it really does is just goes to show how fucking shitty a director can be in the studio having control over there and making dumbass decisions and not letting someone create who literally wrote and created and was trying to put their own vision, how you can just fuck that all up. Yep. It's really what it shows. So. Absolutely. But anyways, 10 out of 10 justice league. I highly recommend it. Go watch it. HBO max. It's four hours. Watch it in sessions if you want, but I guarantee you when you watch it, man, you just, keep going like i i'll get sucked in and i'll just go all the way through it doesn't even feel like four hours for me it's it's there's no dull moment for me uh, i enjoy it a lot yeah it was overall great great filmmaking great writing awesome script and you know that's one movie i will definitely go back and rewatch. yeah i'll do it I'll- i don't say that about a lot of movies i have my favorites which i do you know watch time and time again but this is one i i kind of immediately want to just go back and rewatch. yeah kind of makes you want to get more comics and get uh in the lore of some of the things like i want to go back dc do this so much there is so much there is so much especially with their recent thing that they did but yeah but yeah it's a good movie go watch it and then we'll see what resident evil uh how that turns out but um yep it was a really good movie but yeah but yeah if you have yet to subscribe it took you long enough like me uh, definitely HBO Max is worth it. Um, not only did I, it, it's so you know what's funny is it, it's completely stupid. But you know the first movie I watched on HBO Max, you'll never guess. Tom and Jerry. No, haven't even watched that yet. That's that's. I, know, I need to watch it because it's going to be off on the twenty eighth. Yeah, so, that's so a, I need to watch a it. With family, my family movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I felt bad for watching, but I was like, "Fuck it, Drumline." Drumline? Yes, with Nick Nick Cannon. I watched Drumline. I don't know why. Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, at least, like I told you, there's other fucking things on HBO Max. There's yeah. a lot of shit on HBO Max. I was like, no, the first thing I'm not going to watch is going to be fucking Justice, Justice League. League. I got to watch, watch something else. Fucking, fucking drumline. drumline, dude. Like, whatever. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note. All right. Party's over. Everyone go home.
I'm the party pooper. That's this week's episode of Sigma Duocast. Catch us next week on another episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to like and follow our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast channels. What is that? How do you learn to talk like that? We've learned our languages through the World Wide Web. Until next time, stay safe, and thanks for tuning in. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.